today it is the african couch potato with your host gina shedile and today we're going to be talking to shalate sikabi is that how i pronounce your name no it's shalati shalati yes what does it mean it means light in tonga of your names because you also look all mm. You chose the most difficult one, the one that people can't I pronounce. I actually thought I was choosing the easiest one to say because my whole life, because my first name is Khabang, so my mm. whole life in school and everything, I was Khabang. And everyone would always struggle saying it. No one could like, Khabang, Khabang, yeah. Khabang, whatever. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to be like a star, a worldwide star, I feel like Shalati is the easiest to say, like who would struggle to say Shalati. Yeah. But come to find out everybody struggles, struggles and <laughs> I thought it was the easiest, but yeah. But you know people struggle because I think on your Twitter account you actually break down yeah, the pronunciation. Yeah, Charlotte because people always want to say Charlotte or Charlotte or Charlotte or Charlotte. Okay. So it's Charlotte. You're a singer. You're an actress. You've got a theatre background. Which of those would you say best define you? I would say singing. Actually, I'd say singing best describes me. Mm. Yeah. So, but you grew up in theatre. Or you had a background or training from theater. Yeah. So my dad is a theater director and a playwright. So I grew up in the theater, like going to shows, watching his rehearsals and things like that, being with him when he's writing and stuff like that. So that's where like my theater background comes from. And then I did drama in high school. And I also did drama classes at the state theater when I was young, like during holidays and things like that. So that's kind of what shaped my my love for performing and for the arts and things like that. Because in theater, you see people acting, you see people dancing, you see them singing, you see all different types of art, you know, on display. So that's what like introduced me to that world. Why not Broadway? Because that's how you mix both of them. Yeah, I mean, I would love to do that. I'd love to actually dedicate time to my theater career. Because I feel like when you're doing TV, especially when you're on a long form show, it takes a lot of your time like and a lot of your years. So finding space and months to rehearse and things like that for a play is a bit difficult. But um, I feel like in the future, it's definitely something I'm going to dedicate time to. Okay, so from Pretoria and your drama teachings at the State Theatre, when did you decide that music was your first love? Because you were doing all-round performance. Um, music has always been my first love. I've always wanted to be a singer from jump when anyone would ask me, what do I want to be? I'd say a singer. And that's because of my mom. My mom can sing. So she realized that I could sing. So we would sing together just at home and stuff. And I loved like recording. You know, when you would record music videos on DSTV yes. and then you watch them later yeah. and like there'd be songs that I love. And then my mom would print out the lyrics for me for those songs. And then when she gets back from work, I would read them, practice and everything and then perform for them like at dinner or something, just perform that song with the lyrics and stuff. So singing for me has always been my first love. I even had like those sing video game things yeah. where it has a mic and yes, everything yes, like yes. that. That was always like something that I would do for fun. Were you ever in a situation where your mom used you as like uh, the family performer? Like every time <laughs> there's like a wedding or you've got guests over? Yes. Any chance my mom would get growing up, she would definitely just throw it in there that I sing or that I act or that I love performing and things like that. So she'd always be asking me, do you want to perform at, you know, whoever's wedding? Do you want to perform for like if we have a lunch or a society or something like that? 
So I always would like want to do that and say yes and stuff. So that's also what made me also love actually displaying my my art or whatever to people, even money. though it was family. No, unfortunately, she I didn't, didn't even give you like fifty rand to say at least. She didn't have to like bribe me. Hey, like I was actually like very happy to do those things mm. so no she didn't she didn't pay me but i did do two movies when i was in grade seven that's what made me want to do acting that's what put me in acting so yeah. i got paid for that so that was my first time actually getting paid for just doing what i like to do the river was it after or before the movies the river was after the river was 2019 the movies was 2013 okay so now millicent do you go to auditions and they say we've got a character so, for you um yeah so actually funny thing with that is i was actually auditioning for i auditioned for something different for chesa pictures and at the time i don't think they had scripts or had a name for the show so i didn't know what it was but the script that they were using was like a scene from the river so i did that audition and i did pretty well in that audition but i didn't get a call back and like months later, I got my agent called me saying that they want to cast me for a cameo role on the river. And they saying they saw my tape from a few months ago. So for that particular role, I didn't audition, but I basically kind of did for, yeah. you know, a previous role. So that's why it's important to go to all your auditions because you never know which tape they're going to use or yes. they might think of you for something else. So that's one of those situations. Yeah. And now with Shoki? With Shoki, I auditioned. Um, it was called Project HOZ at that time. So I got the brief from my from my agent and she says, I think you would be amazing for this. Please do go to the audition. And it was 2021. So it was like right after lockdown, like as in now, I was even moving back um, to Joburg now because school was about to be in person and stuff like that. So I was also just like a bit discouraged the fact that I hadn't gotten any callbacks whatsoever yeah. in the past two years, you know. So it came at a time where, like, when this audition came, I was just like, oh, Lord, please, can I just get this? Please, 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 you know. And then I got there and I just did my audition and I really tanked it. Like, it was not a good audition at all. I kept having to restart. <laughs> I was making mistakes. I kept getting stuck at the same part. And I'd be like, oh, sorry, can I start again? Sorry. And they were like, no, just continue. You don't have to start again. And I'm like, please, can I start again? I think I literally asked to start again probably five times. Mm. And then they were even like, okay, you go outside and just take like five minutes and then you'll come back in because they saw I was so flustered and stuff. Yeah. So I went outside, looked at the lines again, prayed and just tried to calm myself down, went back in, started it again and same spot where I was like, ah, can I start you again? still got stuck. And they were like, no, just continue. You're doing well. And then I continued. And then after doing it the first time, they were like, okay, let's do it again. Now it was my first time doing it from start to finish, even though I paused in between with the mistake. Yeah. But then when I did it the second time, that was like the proper take. Because now I feel like I was like, Phew, you know. And I walked out of there thinking, I, I'm not going to get a call back for this. It, like, yeah. No ways. And then I think a day later or two days later, um, I got a, I got a callback and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Mm. So I, I got the callback. I was super excited. I prayed. I was like, thank you, Jesus. And then I went there. Um, this time it was much better. There wasn't scenes, though. It was an improvising thing. On that day, it was the same scene again. And then after that, I had to wait for two ladies um, to do like runs with, like improv runs with yeah. and stuff. So uh, that's where I met uh, Loazi, who actually ended up playing my sister. So mm. she came in. We did the chemistry test and stuff. And then they gave us different scenarios 
videos and we just bounced off each other really really well and I remember she, like after that she was like see you on set and I'm like yeah I hope that's true and that's actually what happened like first day on set um I saw her I'm like oh my gosh they casted you because I didn't know like who they casted as my sister but I was so happy to see her and yeah so but it was I think three callback sessions because the third one was with uh, Nefisa who plays Ona. Yeah. So that day she was already told that she is going to be Ona and she was actually doing improv tests with like a lot of other girls. So I was one of them and I think ours was just like, we just bounced off each other like the moment we met, like it was like we've known each other before and stuff. So our improv um, was just amazing. Like we were just flowing and everything. So yeah, and then at the end, I got the role as her best friend, and yeah. Project HOZ is House of Zwite. Mm. Yeah? At which point do they let you know that it's a soapy on ETV? Like, do you have like a non-disclosure until you get the role, or do they tell you as soon as you audition? No, so I actually <clears throat> still didn't know. And then I told my dad, and he was like, I think it might be replacing Rhythm City. I'm not sure, but it might be. And I was like, what? Because I didn't even know if it's a telenovela, if it's a series, if it's a movie. I didn't know anything. We just got that script. It wasn't even a script. It was just like a small scene. Yeah. And that's all the info we got. And they only told us, I think at our cast meet and greet. Like I had heard like whispers or whatever, like when I was going to the callbacks that mm. like it's going to be a telenovela and things like that but I still wasn't even sure that it's for ETV like I didn't know but at the cast meet and greet which was I think a week before filming when um, we were told okay guys this is House of Sweetie um, this is what the show is going to be about that's when we got the first 10 scripts as well and then we read the first three um, all together and everyone who was now their character read their parts so that was the first time actually learning about like what the show is going to be about yeah. and all that stuff so it was super exciting but they kept it quite like close to their chest until they had their final cast. Mm. So they probably hadn't announced it to the public. Yeah, yeah, they had. So who's the first person you watched that role with? Like Shoki's role? I was with my parents. Uh, yeah, I was with my parents and my cousin and aunt. So I went home to go watch it. So it was crazy. But it was insane because I had been at work that entire day and it was also when I was still studying and stuff so I'd been at work the entire day and then I drove back home and I had work in the morning again 6am so I was so tired so it was difficult to be like super excited the way everybody was but it was still like a crazy like pinch me moment where I'm like I'm actually on TV and, and like my name is on the the title the credit, sequence yeah. you know like it's crazy and between your parents because obviously your mom is more singing your dad is more theatre background was the one who was more excited? Um, they were both equally as excited because my mom is also from theatre background. Oh, okay. My parents actually met on a play that my dad was directing and my mom was acting in it. So she's also been about theatre and acting and stuff. But her first passion is also singing. But as for who was more excited, it was definitely my mom. But I think my dad is... Actually, I think my dad was more excited, but he doesn't, he wouldn't express it that uh, much. Okay. My mom was like the more louder one about yes. her excitement and stuff, but they were both just super proud. Like, yeah, I think it was just like a surreal moment. You know, it's like, wow, you said you want to do this thing and you're actually doing you're really it, doing you know? It. Yeah. Does it get boring? Um, not the actual work, but seeing or getting phone calls of people saying, I just saw you. Um. I mean, now it's like I'm used to it. So I wouldn't say it gets boring. Like it's definitely still 
it's great when people call me and say that they saw me like, you know, or saw this podcast or saw me or heard me on the radio and things like that. That's always crazy. Um, but with the show, I think now I'm quite used to it. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say it's boring, but like, I'm quite used to the fact that, you know, I've been on the show. It's like three years now. So people are also just like, even people in my family are calling me Shoki and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. There's also some very big or memorable moments like um, the wedding, you know, where it's, it takes normal viewing and now they have to like dress up and actually like get married before you actually marry. Mm. How were those for you? Yo, those were like, there was so much, I guess, pressure on the wedding, but good pressure. It was just like from the moment we started shooting the storyline of Ngosi and Shoki, like from the first time we started shooting two years ago, everyone was like, yo, we can't wait for the wedding. Wait until the wedding, the wedding. So we knew that like we first had to kind of make the audience want these people to get married because mm-hmm. we knew that's what we're building up towards. And then when it was truly happening, it was so like almost surreal like you've been dreaming of this moment and then now it's actually happening and it's like oh my gosh like I had to just keep like checking myself like okay this is real so it was crazy was there was a lot of pressure for us to just make it as beautiful as every what everybody was anticipating just in terms of our performance as well so there was a lot riding on it it was it was a stressful time but Mm -hmm. it was really nice to see how it came out but it was difficult it was a difficult shoot those two days that we shot it it was cold we shot it in winter it was very cold and it was long hours and you know everything was riding on us like all the scenes are basically us you know so there was a lot of pressure but Mm -hmm. I'm so happy with how it turned out it was all worth it but it definitely was not as glamorous to make as it uh, as as it it looks yeah so what what is your or what headspace are you in because they've been telling you about this wedding since the beginning of your romance of course Mm. and it's only happening a year from now what was my headspace i was um honestly i was super excited especially when we were like trying on the dresses and stuff Mm. and everything like all the things leading up to it like the hair trial the makeup trial all that stuff like all the girly stuff for me was super super fun like i'm such a girly girl so that was very exciting but it was nerve-wracking i was really nervous i was really like a lot of people are going to be watching this episode like millions of people not just you know what i'm saying like you know so i was really like yo things need to turn out right. And now I'm someone who, when I'm anxious, when I'm nervous, I get sick. Like I get really sick. My stomach will be cramping. Maybe I'll even feel like vomiting. Like, so those two days when I say difficult, not just externally, but like I was physically not well as well. So it was tough, Mm. but I just had to be like, I have to do it. There's nothing, you know what I mean? There's nothing I can do. We have to do this thing and it has to be proper. So that's what was pushing me. Just like thinking about all the other people who are excited to see this and just doing justice to that. And a sense of relief afterwards? Yes, a sense of relief. I was so relieved after that. And I was happy that the day, the, the shooting went well. We got all our scenes done. There was no need for any, you know, reshoots or this or that. Yeah. Like everything. It was actually, we shot it in the last two days of the season. And then mm. we're going to get a week break. So it was even like, these are the last two working days and we have to just make sure that it goes smooth. It obviously wasn't going to go perfect, but like yes. at the end of the day, it was it was good. Do you still put in as much focus into your scripts as you did when you first started or do you have days where you're like nah I know what I'm doing as long as I hit these certain notes I'll be fine yeah you know I hate to say it but yeah there are like when I was starting out it was my first time 
not my first time, honestly, because I'd been on the river just for those two days. But like, it was my first time like having a role and like, you know, so I was super, I wanted to make sure everything is perfect. So I was reading my scripts before and I even had like a notebook with my translations and stuff like that. And then as time went by, I was able to translate when I'm reading the script. Like, mm. I don't need to write it. Like my Tswana was getting better because yeah. I also was not someone who speaks Tswana a lot like all the time you know yes. like I'm more someone who speaks English even though I can't speak Tswana so mm. it was a little bit out of practice there so I had to make sure my Tswana was right um, but as you keep doing that you get better like your language gets better your ability to translate quickly gets better your ability to memorize things gets better but I'm not somebody who just like wakes up and gets to work and only reads the scene at that when moment there, yeah. yeah so I definitely prepare the night before whereas I think uh, when I started out, I'd be preparing like two nights before or something. But now it's like, no, I got this. It's two scenes. Okay. Two pages. Read, read, read. Memorize. Okay. Translate. Cool. And yeah, it just becomes, it's just, it just becomes natural now. Cause yeah. also I'm used to the character. It's not someone new that I'm trying to embody. Like mm. she's an extension of me at this point. So, um, yeah, some of the things she says are even predictable to me. Like I know she's going to say something like this. Yeah. So it just became easier. Then I think it was a few weeks ago or two weeks ago, you released a single, right? So now it's like from acting to singing, you started out, you were always singing. Mm. Then your, I don't want to call it a claim to fame, but your your brand over the past few yeah. years was built on a telenovela. Mm. Now you are a performing star musically. Mm. Did it confuse some people? Yeah, it did. Some people, I think people always say whatever they want to say, right? But some people are more like, oh, why don't you just stick to acting? Or why are you doing music now that you're acting and so on? But for me, I just have to stay true to myself and true to my desires and what my dreams are. I'm not going to feel comfortable just because I'm in the situation that I'm in now. I'm not going to like okay, I'm acting now, that worked out, let me just drop everything else, you know? Like, if that was how I am, I would have also not followed through with my degree because I'm studying film and television, you know? I would have, mm. and I know I want to do films and television as in I want to create them and be behind the scenes. Yeah. I don't always want to be acting. So for me, I've never... I think it's just also how I was raised and the people I was raised around. Like, you don't just stick to one thing. You, If you're good at many things, why not do all of them, you know? So for me, I've never boxed myself and I've never been taught to box myself in any kind of way. So I actually released music before House of Sweet. I released two songs before yeah. that. But my claim to fame, as you say, is uh, the show. And I felt like I'm still young and I'm still figuring myself out in this industry and in this space. Why must I you know, put myself in this box because the moment I do want to branch out or if House of Sweden ends, for yeah. example, and I don't have anything, now I'm like, oh, okay, let me do music. It's going to be like, a desperate move. You know, it's going to be a desperate yeah. move. Why not do it now while I still have the resources and the connections and the drive to also explore this part of my career, you know? And also, you're more than welcome to Jamie Foxx because, I mean, in other countries, you can sing and still exactly. be, a, and be a filmmaker exactly. Exactly. and a chef. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but now... Going back to, and I don't want to position it as acting versus singing, because you clearly love doing both, mm -hmm. right? And you've mentioned that there's some fans who are like, why are you singing now? But in your heart of hearts, mm -hmm. and when you think performance, would you be more comfortable on like a global citizen stage singing a song mm -hmm. or on the big screen where you're now just like Stokinico, Blockbuster, Times Square, videos and posters of you everywhere, Billboard Girl? That is such a tough one. 
Mm, if I had to choose, if it was like you have to choose now. If, if God, for example, just like, okay, we're taking, I'm going to give you like 50 million bucks to do one thing, one moment that will be iconic forever. Like Whitney Houston, when she was in um, SA in 1994, mm-hmm. what is like your biggest offering? I think it will be singing. I think me being on that stage and giving like an amazing performance mm. because I feel like naturally I'm a shy person. And when people see me, they think I'm very, you know, to myself, which I am. And, you know, not that outspoken and stuff, but when I'm singing and when I'm like just being me, like I feel so free. I feel so like, cause I know I can do it. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm sure of myself. I'm having fun. And people are also seeing me in a different light. Whereas when I'm acting, I'm acting. So if I if if I kill the role and I do well, like I'm acting, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm putting that on. But whereas when I'm performing, when I'm singing, I feel like that's the rawest part of me. Mm. Like, because that's me. That's me coming from me. It's my lyrics. It's how I feel. And yeah, it's just, it's the most fulfilling thing for me. Just when I'm singing by myself in my room and when I'm singing in front of people. And, do you search your fears? Um, I think so. I think, yeah. Like, I feel like something else happens. Like, I just become way more confident than I am. And I just, I just become, yeah, more fierce and everything. But I don't think I'm like, I wouldn't say Sasha fierce. But have you ever ever scared yourself? Have you ever looked back at like a video and you're like, yo. Yeah, I have. You know what? When I was young, when I was little, like when I was performing at um, talent shows and things like that, like literally like eight years old in front of the whole school, we were singing, me and my friend, we sang Whitney Houston, um, The Greatest Love of All. When I watch, when I think back to that time, we had a video of it. I don't know where it went now, but when I think back to that time, I'm just like, I can't believe that was me, like in front of all the teachers, the whole school from grade one to matric, and I'm singing a Whitney Houston song. And I'm so little and it's like every time I get shy or when I, I'm not sure of myself, whatever, I just think back to that time where I was like, dude, I have it in me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Weird question. Do people ever pick on you just from a size perspective? Yeah, people always expect me to be um, taller and like, I guess, bigger. So mm. everyone's always like, oh my gosh, you're so small. You're so skinny. I'm just like... Thanks. But some people really go in on it. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, yeah. this is just how I am. This is but yeah, people definitely pick on me for my, just the fact that I'm small. Like, yeah. I'm just a small person. Yeah. And how do you cope? Like, if somebody, like, really, like, screws up your day in the morning and then you have to go into scene? You know what? It's really difficult, actually. Um, That's a tough thing for me to do because I feel like I'm an emotional person. So when I'm feeling a certain way, you'll see it on my face and having to then like, you know, click up and be someone else. Sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it actually gets me out of that space. It depends what kind of scene it is. So if I have, if someone did make me feel some type of way in the morning and maybe I do have emotional scenes or something, I'll kind of hold on to that feeling to help me in those scenes, you know, whereas if it's another scene where it's joyous and stuff like that, I'll just have to like, you know, jump out of it. And then after this scene, I actually feel better because now that I was pretending to be feeling that way, um, it kind of like rubbed off even after cut. So it does help sometimes, but it is difficult when you're Mm. going through something, trying to hide it is not that easy when there's a camera in your face, you know, it gets tough. And I think it's something I'm still navigating. Mm. Um, I haven't quite figured it out yet. There are times where I have to just like go in a corner and just like psych myself up a bit, maybe cry, 
get over it and then like move on but it's not something where i can be like okay i'm at work now let me go you know yeah yeah do you have a superpower that people don't know about a superpower no well not a superpower i'm good at doing makeup like mua level yeah well on my face and you some do faces. people's makeup i can do i do do other people's makeup sometimes but i wouldn't want to say i do people's makeup you know yeah but i'm really good at doing my own makeup and stuff and my hair and yeah i wouldn't i don't know if that's a superpower but have you had a moment where like um the makeup artist comes and they do your face and you're like mm. Yes. A lot. Yes, I definitely have. <laughs> I definitely have. Where I have to like step in and fix it now. Um, yeah, that's happened a lot. That happens a lot in this industry because you'll be called for things like interviews or whatever. And people are like, oh, no, don't worry. We have a makeup artist on yes. hand or whatever. Then the makeup artist in question is just. How do you do it politely? Because you obviously can't take a brush out and be like, excuse me, send. I mean, I'm someone like, as you're doing my face, I will say like, I feel like, you know, this is a bit crooked or I feel like this. Or so I'm that mm. person where like, you do, like, as you're doing it, I'll be like, mm, I don't think, you know, so I'll always try my best to kind of get the the result that I want. But if not, sometimes you just have to like sneak to the bathroom and fix it yourself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's happened often. So I always actually have like a small makeup bag with me. So. Whenever that happens, I do. I am like kind of set. On social media, where can people find you? At Shaladi Sikhabi on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and TikTok. Same handle all the way. So S-H-A-L-A-T-E-S-E-K-H-A-B-I. And what's the name of the song? My song. Okay, so my EP is Love Is. And there's five songs that are out now. Should I name all of them? Oh, oh so you have an EP out. It's not yes, a single that's out. out. Okay. Yes. I thought it was a single. So you've got a, a EP. Yes, I have a, a project. Whole body out. of work. Yes. So with five songs. With five songs. Okay. Called Love Is. It's called Love Is dot dot dot. Can I assume that the dot 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 is love is nice, love is bad, love is yes, crooked? Yes, yes, yes. Love is many different things. And after listening to the project, I feel like you can you can decipher what you think love is. Where can people get that? It's everywhere. It's on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. But just go on my Instagram bio and click the link and you'll be directed to wherever platform you want to be. On your bio, do you write actress? Do you write all of your titles? I do, actually. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. it would get a bit confusing if we're just seeing acting roles, acting roles, acting roles. And, and then it's like album out. And then it's like, but tomorrow, catch me on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I write there. Filmmaker, singer and actress. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add? Catch me at Back to the City on the 7th of October. Back to the City in Newtown. Yeah, I'll be performing them. What time have they given you a slot yet? No, not yet. I'm not sure yet. But I will update that on my socials. Okay, thank you so much. Shalati. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Gino. Yo, I'm going to pronounce that. Yo. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, that's been another episode of African Couch Potato. You can catch us on Twitter at African Couch Potato, on Instagram at African Couch Potato, on Facebook, same handle. And we'll be back again next week, Monday, with another episode. Goodbye and good luck. <laughs>